Hi, everybody, and welcome to Drink With Me. This is American Whiskey Jesus and... Merdina Flummery. Back from your skydiving week. Your it was, annual skydiving trip. It was amazing. Semi-annual, because Semi-annual. I'm up to twice a year. Oh, right. Okay. I can't get enough of plummeting toward the ground. At high speed. Yes. From a plane, I presume. Sometimes. Yeah. What, alternatively, what other way do you plummet toward the ground? It's a secret. Oh. <laughs> I think it's more metaphorical. <laughs> All right, so we are here today to drink Jameson Irish Whiskey, the Caskmates Stout Edition. Now, some of you may have heard of what Jameson is doing with, uh, with, their, with their Jameson Whiskey, which is excellent on its own, but they've been pairing with breweries all around Ireland and the U.S., to finish the Jameson in beer barrels. Okay, this is really interesting because you told me we were having Jameson, yes. and I'm like, okay, Irish whiskey, yes. I understand. Yep. Then you told me something about stout, yep. and I thought, that's beer. That's right. What's happening? Right, so we just had our espresso to clear our palates. Right. Have you finished yours? You I'm, I'm about to finish it. Power Go. it down. All right, that's gone. It's and done. now we're going to open this bottle of Jameson Irish whiskey the Castmates Stout Edition, and uh, I'm looking forward to this. All right. Because we've only done one Irish whiskey before now. Oh, okay. Good. Tealing. Well, then, tealing is for tea. That's right. We'll find. Oh, here it comes. Ready? This is, it doesn't have one. Oh, there's no special. There's no cork sound on this one. It's, because a, it's a screw top. It's but a screw top. Those are just so nice. They They're are so nice. easy. Just they it are gets me nice. to my whiskey faster. However, we do miss. We should just simulate the. Oh, that's nice. There Beautiful. you go. Okay. All right, ready? All right, a little All right. pour. All right. I hope some of our listeners are pouring along and going to taste. Oh, wait, we don't get to taste yet. A little we, smell. We, can, we should smell. We should smell. nose okay, it first. Get, All a, right. get the nose in oh, there. Man, that, that, is a, that is a very, very pleasant, apple smell. It's a, I don't know, it's, it's really delightful. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to dab a little behind my ears. Mm. Smell like this all night. This what is are you great. wearing, Jameson Irish whiskey? <laughs> Stout That's edition. Right. Stout edition. Yeah. All right. Well, it's mm. very, it's very, very pleasant smelling. Um, you said apple. I, it, I, I mean, get, I'm just making that. I up. know, but I, but you said it, and, and now, now you're I'm smelling apple. It, and it's November. Yes, it is. So it feels very autumnal, like, seasonal. Yes. It's the right. I mean, even though it's 90 degrees in LA, um, right. still, right. still, it gets cool at night. I mean, it's time to taste it. You ready? Yes. Slanja. What do they say in Ireland? Slanta. It's very similar. It's the same word in Gaelic. Oh, of course. But they pronounce it a little different. Slanta. Slanta. All right. Wow. That's something that um, I think could be drunk at very high volume for a very long time. It's a little light and a little sweeter than I was expecting. Yeah. It it is sweet in in a way that uh, I think Jameson in general is kind of sweet. Okay. But I there's some, I can I feel like I can I can appreciate the impact of this of the stout, a very very gr- you know grain heavy beer right so okay. it's um, typically beers made with various various grains, mm-hmm. barley for example just like whiskey. In fact I should I should look up the exact ingredients in stout but oh. the, I think it's. I think this, there's a certain amount of sweetness coming off of that stout. You think of stout, you think of the creamy head that you get on, on a stout. 
Okay. You know, there's a sweetness to that that I think is, is coming through a little bit. And maybe sure. it's because you primed me with the word apple, but I keep thinking cider, like a hard cider is almost what this is it's reminiscent a, of. It, it actually is sweeter than I expected. Yeah, me too. Um, I wasn't, I, yeah. yeah, that came out of nowhere. Sweet. I think a lot of people would enjoy drinking this. Mm. And I think, you know, there's, well, yeah. It's, Jesus and I are normally not big on uh, wanting to have sweet alcohols. True. So for like this is maybe a little sweeter than we would normally go for, but I gotta say most people really like sweet booze. I mean, this isn't sweet like it's been well, sugared. No, but it's but it's it's on the sweeter end of the spectrum. It is on the sweet yeah. end of the spectrum. Yeah. So friends who prefer mm -hmm. sweet wines, cider, which is very sweet, or sweet cocktails, they might appreciate this. You know, if you like red wine. Mm. And, you know, you're not one of these people that has to have the ultra sweetest wine in the world. This is at least as sweet as the sort of mid-level red wine, I would say. I think even sweeter. Maybe, yeah. I think there's more, yeah, more so sugar So people who don't drink whiskey because, you know, it's, mm. it's harsh to them or whatever. This is not harsh. This is not harsh. This is easy drinking. Actually, you know, one of the things that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Is triple distilling. Triple distilling. Triple distilling. That's right. Okay, and is that gonna is that giving it its beautiful sort of light gold it, color? It certainly contributes to it. But you can mm. see right on this label, which okay. I I, I know that you want to talk about later. Yes. That it says right on the label, right under the words, I don't know what that says. I don't. Okay. Cinemetu. We'll come back to that. Triple distilled. I can't wait any longer. I have to comment. All right. The Jameson bottle, it's a, it's a familiar looking bottle. Everyone's seen Jameson. There is so much language on this bottle. It's ridiculous. It's like a, a copy editor's nightmare here. And it's a hundred different fonts and sizes. I, it's kind of a mess. I'm sorry. I don't mean to actually, be critical. Merdina, it's a lot Merdina to look actually at. fell over a little while ago. <laughs> trying she to was read trying it. to read it and she just keeled over. It was too much. It overloaded my motherboard system here. I don't know. I can't read all that. Well, uh, let's talk about triple distilling. Okay, tell me about that. Okay, so whiskey is made by the following process. You take mm -hmm. some grain, you put it in a mash tun with water and yeast, and it sits there for a while, and then uh, it, it comes out of that, right? And it, 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 the liquid that comes out of that is distilled. So what that means is it gets put into some kind of still, it gets heated till it becomes steam, and then it comes back down in the form of liquid. Okay. Leaving behind some things, right? So leaving behind typically solid bodies, the protein matter from the grain that's in the liquid that comes out of the mash tun. And the more times you do that, the more of the solid bodies that are removed from what remains. I see. So you're getting something more liquidy, yeah. lighter. Yeah. So some of the things that would be solid bodies would be just the stronger proteins that come out of the part of the grain. So most scotch is only distilled twice. So that's what I was going to ask yes. you. How yes. often are other whiskeys Typically, distilled? scotch is distilled twice. Is anybody only distilling once? Is that a thing? I think it could be a thing. I think probably like a moonshine kind of thing. Oh, sure. Like a just, homemade just a brew. Homemade. Just yeah. distill that sucker just, once. Just let it go. And then just yeah, drink just it. Drink it. Yeah. Just drink it. I mean, I could be wrong about that. I'm sure there are people who, who have different recipes for that, but there's no real reason why you would distill it twice as long as you because if you're not worried about getting it to the right alcohol by volume or whatever what do you care just go for it just, yeah, yeah exactly now is there a quadruple distilled oh god would anyone dare quintuple well, it's like when kirk calls scotty and like he says distill distill it again scotty and he's like i, I can't do it captain <laughs> it's gonna come apart I can't do it 
Well, Scotty is Scottish, obviously. Uh, yeah, So sure. I think that if Kirk calls Scotty and says, distill it a third time, mm-hmm. he would probably say, I can't do it, Captain. It's just not the Scotch He way. should have gotten an Irish crew. What is he? What is Scotty? Crew I, chief? Oh, you know, I'm not a Star Trek original Oh, I see. Fan. I don't know. I'm dealing not with, up on that. We're dealing with deep Star Trek nerd I grew stuff up with here. Next Generation, so that's more of right. my... Let's just say Scotty was the engineer. And, well, he's he's trying engineer. to get more power to the he's engines. He's always trying to get more so power he's to an the engi- Yeah, he must be the engineer. That his, his problem is why they, they should, before they leave, they should just work on getting a lot of power. Right, like they, extra... Just an amazing amount of power. Proton, gasoline. Yeah, whatever. Can they not just fill up just extra tanks? assume that Kirk's going to ask him for more power later. You know he's going to. Yeah, you just know it. So we replace him with an Irish engineer named... O'Donoghue. Um, O'Donoghue. Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, or if we were to play the, you know, ethnic stereotype oh, game that Scotty is yes. playing, he'd be called like Irishy. Okay. Or, or just Irish. Irish Dan. They just call him Irish. Irish. You know? Okay. All or right. So Captain like Kirk calls down to engineering Irish, I need more power. Give me, distill, distill it for it a third more time. time. You got it. Done and done. Done. Right. Did you know? Do you that, need me to do it again? Because I won't. Did you know I'm part Irish? By way of uh, any place in particular? Yeah, well, through Canada. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. I almost chose this week a Canadian whiskey. <gasps> That's so exciting. It, you know how I love me some Canada. Well, I, I think in our future yes. is a Canadian whiskey of some Ooh. kind. Crown Royal is Canadian. I know that. It is, See, yes. I knew a whiskey fact. She, <laughs> Can I please have a sticker on my star chart now? I, I feel like there, if there was some kind of bell I could ring or something around no, here, I would do it. I told you to make me a reward chart. And the interns, they were supposed to get stickers for me and little prizes. There's a sticker. That's not it's what I star. meant. I don't want that. It's a star. I almost swore. Uh, you've sworn before. You'll have to bleep don't. that out. Um, you've sworn already before. Did we train the interns in how to beep, how to bleep? Expletives. Yes, but they have a different opinion about what they should bleep. The kids these days. They just don't. The things they think are offensive. Yeah. And then the things they think are perfectly acceptable. I yeah. don't know what to make of it. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to bleep. It, we'll have to find out. Right. Okay, so triple distilled whiskey is generally a nice smooth whiskey. Now, one of the things about Canadian whiskey is that some of them are triple distilled. Now, unlike what many people think, not every single Canadian whiskey is triple distilled. And some of Crown Royal's most popular ones are not actually triple distilled, but people think they are. Scandal. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's in Canada, great, maybe. The great Canadian that's, scandal. It doesn't take much. This whiskey's only double, double distilled. distilled. I'm going to call the Mounties. That's right. That's right. And then there's going to be trouble. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing about the Mounties. <laughs> that they're a handsome <laughs> lot. I'm, do you have to have a, a certain amount of handsomeness to be in the Mounties? I would assume that. In my mind, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, is there, what, is there some kind of chart about handsomeness that you? I don't know how you would set that chart up. I could work on that. You should work on that. I'd like to draw some chart. pictures to help me. Some visuals. Must be at least this handsome. Must be at least this handsome. Must wear the red uniform and the hat at all times. It's a goofy hat. Yeah. No, it's not. It's pretty goofy. Sexy. You think? Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, it's nothing better than a Mountie hat. I mean, if you, if you put a really attractive <laughs> dude in a in any hat, it's still, I mean, you know, he's still an attractive dude, I guess. That's right. Like, what about the Pharrell hat? That is kind of a buzz killer. The Mountie hat's very similar to that hat. Those are similar hats. <laughs> I don't think hats. so. No, because it connotes authority. It does, especially with the the Pharrell's crazy... hat. It's fun. It's yes. it's happy. It's 
but does not connote authority. Nice. nice. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Right. Okay. So, Jameson. Yeah. Jameson is it's a very old distillery. So, we've talked before about how the scotch industry actually dates it dates from time immemorial, but really it didn't get started until the 19th century because the laws changed in the UK. Jameson actually started in 1780. Yeah, I'm reading this on the yeah. label in one of the many typefaces. <laughs> 1780. One of, the, one of the dozens of typefaces. That's way back there. That's way back. And, you know, for a company to be in continuous operation for that long. Well, that's what I was right? going to ask. Yeah. So it wasn't like Mr. Jameson made some whiskey in 1780 Mm-mm. and then it went away for years and no. years. But, but actually, it was a different, it was named a different thing originally. There was a Scottish guy who came over from Scotland to All Dublin. All goes back to Scotland. To Scotland. And he, what was his name? We'll call him Scotty. All right, so Scotty. He, he gets to Ireland. Goes on a little trip, presumably rides his horse or his donkey down to Ireland. Except there's water. On the boat thing. On the, so he makes the it's boat. A, it's a swimming donkey. It's a swimming. It's the donkey swims. Swimming donkeys. From Scotland to Ireland. Right. And Scotty. Yeah. Uh, so so okay. John Jameson was Scottish. He came to Dublin in eight, in 1786, where there was the Stein family distillery on Bow Street in Dublin. Oh. And nice. it was already busy, and it was one of the biggest producers in Ireland. And then John Jameson bought it. And you know, operated it for then as as his own. Like he, they renamed it, obviously. Uh, but the but the owners previously were called Stein, which is interesting because it's not really an Irish name. It sounds like maybe even Jewish. Yeah, um, that is interesting. I don't know th- what the. It'd history be fun of the to Stein try and family. dig into that history. Yeah. And then, so I assume then there were some other distillers before 1780. Surely making some whiskey. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so right now, the thing about, again, we talked about this before, the near death of the whiskey industry in the 60s and 70s. And Irish whiskey was no different, really. There was just almost nobody left in the the 60s. There was almost nobody left. Jameson was one of the few Irish distillers that kind of survived because it was well known. Jameson continued to plug away as one of the few staples during the low, unpopular time for whiskey. And so then Jameson merged with uh, Powers and with, um, what is this, Uh, the Cork Distillery. So they became Irish Distillery Group. I see. And so you have now... So they're a powerhouse. They now. are a powerhouse. Yeah, they are the Irish yeah. distiller. Now, there are, uh, in the last few years since the whiskey boom has happened, a whole bunch of new ones like Teeling have sure. sprung up. Teeling is for teeth. Teeling is for teeth, and they make a fine product, and we're big fans. But, uh, but you know, uh, they, for example, um, Redbreast. Which, oh sure. We, which is I've a, had. a separate label. It's a really good whiskey. Mm-hmm. Is actually under that Irish distiller's umbrella. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. So it's a cousin to Jameson. It's then. a cousin to Jameson. Mm. Yeah. So they are the dominant force in Irish whiskey, and they're one of the biggest distillers in the whole world by volume, like in terms of how much they produce and sell. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, this is it is a whiskey that you see out and mm-hmm. about, easy mm-hmm. to find. I'm assuming not the stout. The stout is more special. The Castamay thing has been this thing they've done over the last couple of years, and they, this is the Stout edition, but there's an IPA. There's all kinds of different ones. So Caskmates means we're experimenting with putting our whiskey in, in other casks, in other casks yes. to give it that interesting yeah. flavor. And specifically, they've done it with beers. So actually, so you mentioned IPA. Yeah, that's interesting. Irish whiskey, so craft beer barrels of various kinds. 
let's see. There's a stout edition, and there is an IPA edition, and let me just think if there's uh, see if there's others that are on that list. I th I think it's basically the IPA and stout for the moment, but they have different ones. So like if you look at the stout edition, there are different craft beer makers that they partner with in different places. Fun. Yeah. So on the East Coast, it'll be one stout. On the West Coast, it's another one. So presumably, wherever you go in the U.S. or in, I presume in Ireland or Europe, you're going to actually slightly different version of Caskmates. I see. Which is cool. Okay, I like that. It would be. I I'm very curious now. I would definitely not mind tasting the IPA. Yeah. And it would be kind of fun to taste one of these beers. Well, if we had thought of it, we yeah. could have gotten some beers. I would have been really curious to taste it and see like, can I tell that these two are related? Right. Right. It would right. be an interesting experiment. To see which of us got it right. And I think I would have lost. <laughs> Ooh, look, Latin motto that we saw is written on this guy's knuckles. Oh, so one of the images on their website has like a bartender with tattoos that spell out... Uh, Sine metu. Sine metu, which is the Latin motto. And we're going to look it up right now. What do you think it is? In real time. I, 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 just want, I just want your best guess as to what sine metu means. Sine. Sine sounds to me like without. Obviously means snake. Snake, okay. And metu obviously means baseball. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful snake. Beautiful snake. All right, I don't think that's it, but let's find out. Uh, it means drum roll, please. <laughs> Hold that drum roll for just a second. <laughs> they want American Whiskey Jesus to prove he's over 21. Okay, it actually does mean, I'll be damned, it means beautiful snake. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> That's not true. It actually means without fear. Oh, without fear. Without fear. All right, I like that. Yeah. And I could see how a little bit of whiskey could help you get to a the place point. of sine, sine, sine metu. metu. Yeah, uh, it certainly does mean. All right, so check this out. Here are some of the breweries. Uh, you want to look at the West Coast ones first? Sure. So these are the breweries that Jameson partners with to make their Caskmates Bale editions. Breaker Brewing Company, Green Flash Brewing Company, the Big Dogs Brewing Company. I've never heard of any of those. Uh, and on the East Coast, you've got Foolproof, River Horse, and Captain Lawrence Harpoon, Cigar City, Heavy Seas, and DC Brow Brewing Company. I have a question for you. How yeah. do I get a job naming breweries? Because these names are all fantastic. Uh, what would you name a brewery if you had the opportunity to do so? Merdina. Well, that's creative. Fine. Beautiful snake. Flummery. <laughs> Flummery's beautiful snake. Give me a minute. I, I think flummery sounds good, actually. Flummery, yeah. Flummery is like it sounds. You know, it sounds like a like there could be Oompa Loompas working at the Flummery Brewery. Well, um, don't you think? Do you know the origin of my last name? Don't you? Um, it's Scottish. Scottish, yes, of course. Because I'm part Scottish. Scottish, yes, obviously. And it refers to sort of like a a, a dish that you would eat that I believe is oat based, much like myself. Do you? Do you, <laughs> you are composed primarily of oats. <laughs> yes, now that I look exactly. At you. Um, <clears throat> Well, is it salted? Is it savory? Is it sweet? What is the deal with flummery? All of the above. All, anything you it's want. Fantastic. It's whatever you want it to be. It goes so good with whiskey, as do most things. Well, one of these days we should bring a, a really good scotch in here 
and a hot plate of flummery. Oh my gosh, that sounds like I a mean, dream come true. To be honest, you bring a hot plate of plate of flummery everywhere you go. I do. It's true. Yeah, it's I mean, really it's, true. It's really. Let's let's all just but, step back and acknowledge that. But if we ever hosted an American whiskey mm-hmm. Jesus party, yes, I could cook up a batch of flummery in my cauldron. Mm, yes. And then ladle it out into waiting hands. But I think bowls would be better. But <laughs> the thing about Merdina is she carries this cauldron everywhere and. Sometimes it comes in handy, and sometimes it's like, do you really need to bring that cauldron in in here? Okay, you can use it to carry your shopping back and forth to the market. Um, You can store water or whiskey. You can can mix up a brew. Batch of flummery. Yeah, a poison. You could stand on it to reach things. I haven't been known to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can put it over your head when you just need a little me time. <laughs> if something's going on that you don't want to see, you, you can just... I, you can just no, ostrich under that that's cauldron. Right. And, and it also acts as protection. Exactly. If people are throwing things at your head and you just don't want to deal with that at all. It's kind of like a an old, old-timey deep-sea diver helmet. A, it, a, that's about the that's size here. it is. This is not... I don't this want is, you to picture something no. silly. This is a head and shoulders... It's, you know, it's, it's it's just the right size. Yeah, I right. mean, it's heavy, but I can carry it on my little wheeled cart. That's right. There's so many things on the wheeled cart. <laughs> uh, it's convenient, but also a, a, a right hassle to carry. But I think it's worth it. You know, it's fine. I better, I better do it. Well, well, I don't know what's happening here. My glass is empty and yours is full. Well, uh, Did you already refill yours? A couple times. Oh, yes. okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I somehow didn't notice that. You, yeah, I mean. I've been sipping. I know. You've been, delicately, you've been so restrained. Like a lady. As if you were a lady. Very ladylike. Yeah, oh, yeah. Alcohol by volume on this is, I'm going to guess it's, I haven't looked yet, but I think it's probably in the low 40s. Oh, it's 40. 40. Oh, I was 40. Guess. Well, you got it right. You said 40. <laughs> 40 on 40. the dot. Just 40. That means if you put one drop of water in there, it's technically no longer whiskey. What would it be? Some. Should we find out? Whiskey style drinking juice. I'm going to put one drop in and see what it becomes. <laughs> so, so what I mean by that is that whiskey is actually got to be between 40 and 80% Alcohol by volume, de- definitionally, not that it's a big deal, whatever, right? Drop. But this is right down to the minimum limit on alcohol by volume. I put in two drips. Yes. I'm swirling. I'm, I'm tasting. Swirling. We're swirling. We're tasting. We're tasting. Tastes like whiskey to me. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to think of other other stories here, Jameson stories. Oh, I'd love to hear them. Um, well, um, I don't know any. <laughs> Can you make one up? I could make tell one Tell me up. about Jameson. Uh, tell me a story about Mr. Jameson in the early days. In the early days? Yeah. Well, there, obviously there was a lot of strife between the, the family back in Scotland. The Jamesons. Yeah. Well, I was thinking between the Jamesons and the Steins. And the Steins. But you mean his people because the, he yeah. stole the famous swimming donkey from his village. Well, sure. And the recipe for the whiskey that would become That's Jameson's. right. It was like scratched out on the yeah. on a piece of uh, the parchment. It was, it was etched into the donkey. That makes a lot of sense. And the, the, so therefore stealing the donkey was worse than if he had just stolen the, what is already valuable, a swimming donkey. The really brilliant thing is so what they did was they. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I think the whiskey's kicking in. I, 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 that is the idea. What they did is yes. they shaved the side of the donkey, then they tattooed the recipe into its skin. Poor thing. Right. Which 
sounds terrible, but they gave it a donkey portion of whiskey beforehand. And this was a punk rock donkey, so he yeah. didn't mind being shaved and tattooed. Metal AF, this That's donkey. Right. This donkey was like. So once ready. it's tattooed, it you 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 pour whiskey. It's so multi-purpose. It's, it's just you perfect. pour a little bit of whiskey over the scar, over yeah. the tattoo, mm-hmm. to clean it up, prevent infection. Mm-hmm. Then you allow the fur hair mm-hmm. to, to grow, grow back yeah, in. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Then it looks like any other donkey you right. see. Right, but secretly underneath that, it's got the recipe for a worldwide whiskey phenomenon. So Mr. Jameson. Feeling stifled in his Irish village, right. decides village. he's going to, Scottish village. Yeah. Decides he's going to uh, ex- steal the donkey, expatriate himself yes. to uh, Ireland. That's right, and make whiskey over there. The place where so many have fled for better <laughs> for better, <laughs> better opportunities. Right. Blue skies. That's and right. Potatoes. It's going to be clear sailing from here on as out, as far as the eyes can see. And here's the other thing he did that really, really annoyed the people back in Scotland. Yeah. Distilled it again. Distilled it one more time. I'm telling you, it was fine. <laughs> well, here's the question. Yeah. So he gets to Ireland. Mm-hmm. The donkey shakes the water Shake it off. off, donkey. Shake it off. He shaves the hair off the side of the donkey. Yep. Does the recipe call for two distillings or no. three? Yes. And he says, you know what? I think there's one thing missing. One And they more. said, heretic. <laughs> and he's like, we'll see. That's right. Three in one. That's right. It was beautiful. It was the sign of That's something. That's right. That's how he sold it to the Irish people. He he made it into the... the, the uh, what do they call that? Trinity. Trilogy. <laughs> no, it's Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. Right. It's the Trinity. Well, that, that's, a real, that's a real story about the, the original... I mean, St. Patrick is who it's supposed to have been. Oh, sure. But the okay. but the the mission and maybe it was the who missionaries who brought Christianity to Ireland yeah, yeah. said, "Look, your island is covered with these little these little leaves that prove that our God is real. Mm-hmm. Three leaves on a shamrock, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It's been here the whole time." And the Irish were like, "Oh my God! Right? How did we miss it?" And didn't he drive out the snakes? The beautiful snakes. There, there weren't any snakes there were no snakes thanks to saint patrick that's right the beautiful snake he drove off the beautiful, the beautiful snakes. snakes you're right and they went elsewhere to tempt other eaves i mean they basically had to swim there so they were a major threat to donkeys <laughs> ocean ocean bearing donkeys. donkeys that's right for quite a while <laughs> thanks to saint patrick thanks a lot saint patrick thank you for sharing that, that story yeah it's really an important story um Let's talk about this whiskey for a second. Yeah. I think that, once again, I'm dazzled by the value. This is a $30 bottle of whiskey. $30. I mean, this is just... I have that in my envelope. My pay, yeah. my, my yes, pay envelope. The really sad envelope. No, it's not the, sad. The other okay. day. Okay, listen. So the other day, uh, I'm with Merdina in a, 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 a swank, a Tony fundraising event. We're in, you know... The Pe- people elite, are sipping wine. The elite of and local society is, is, is gathering to, yeah, to important bring important folks. Yeah, and uh, some something must be purchased, and so out comes this very uh, Office Depot grade envelope, white envelope, that yes. Merdina pulls out a very large <laughs> stack of fives and ones, and like peels off. The appropriate number of bills to pay for the, whatever the thing yeah, is. Yeah, I was buying something at this uh, fundraiser, you know, $40 worth. It took me a while to count out that many Because ones. of her, and I said, is this, you know, 
I, when you run out of money in this envelope, does that mean you can't spend anything else this week? Yeah. And <laughs> that's, I, my, that's my fun money for the week. It was not that fun. Because but, it, was, it, okay. it wasn't fun to me because it was no, a little sad. It's not sad. It's very thrifty and practical. And when I pull out my envelope and it is fat with cash... Right. I feel really good. Yes, because it's all fives and ones. It doesn't matter. I I felt really you got like good. Eight hundred dollars in fives and ones in that, that envelope. Money. I could. I made it rain all over that fundraiser, <laughs> and That's there's true. enough ones left in there for me to pick up my own bottle of Jameson if it's only thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. So why do I mention that? I, I was thinking about this because because somebody said to me, "There's this really good bottle." of whiskey that that I would like to send you. And I think maybe And you said, no, yes, I said please. yes. I said yes, I'd I'd love that. Um and and the suggestion was maybe you should do a podcast with it. And I said that's a cool idea because this particular whiskey is only available in one part of the like a very specific this is a, a company that sells whiskey all over the US and probably beyond. But they have one edition of it that's kind of really special. It's made locally to them, and they only sell it in Utah. Oh, fun. Yeah. So it's super regional it's super and regional. rare. Okay. So so somebody said to me, hey, I'll send you – I live in Utah. I will send you this bottle. And I said, thank you. And then I said, the only thing is I don't think that I should make a podcast about it because most people can't get it. Right. Right? I mean, so part – that made me think, like, why did I say no to that? I said no to that because the purpose of this, what we're doing here – is to give people suggestions and commentary on whiskeys that they can actually not only find, but you know reasonably buy. So we may do from time to time a hundred or hundred and twenty dollar bottle of whiskey, but for the most part, we're trying to find people whiskeys that are thirty, fifty, sixty, seventy-five dollars accessible, ordinary. Yeah. Not, not only yeah, the, just, they're really good. And just drink it. Just, That's the other thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a special occasion or a once in a blue moon because right. it was so expensive. Right, 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 right. If it costs thirty dollars, and just drink it because it's Tuesday and enjoy yourself. But I mean, I mean, there's there's a, I guess there's the potential that at some point. We may decide to do some more, you know, outlandish ones. But I feel like the part of what we're doing here, right? You know, is helping people actually build a good little. Do you know what might be fun? Reliable. What's that? Let's say you had a little theme going where we tasted the rare Utah one as a postscript, mm -hmm. a postscript to whatever bonus else material? we were going to drink. Like bonus material. Yeah, like bonus material. Okay. Especially if there was some sort of reason why you were having both. Right, like... Uh, that could be fun. I mean, Mormon whiskey, that's unusual. It is unusual. Uh, and I feel like I'm getting into the stories that would go along with that episode right now, but there's some really good stories about Mormon whiskey. I'd like to hear that. So here's my challenge to you, okay. Jesus. Yeah. I want you to find a mainstream, yeah. easily accessible whiskey I see what you're saying. that's going to be the star of that podcast and then we'll that do, our friends can purchase right, and drink right, right. with us. And then we'll add in okay. the Utah I like that. for a little bit of color commentary. Maybe, maybe a whiskey that has some connection to some other part of the U.S. or... Yeah, well, Mormonism... Like Scientology whiskey. Sure, that would be... That's perfect. But <laughs> I know, in all seriousness, I think Mormonism, it's a, it's truly an American religion, an mm -hmm. American mm -hmm. cultural phenomenon. So maybe you can find us a quintessentially American whiskey. Okay. And we could have sort that's a great of a idea. themed podcast. You know what I'm excited to talk about next? What? Candy pairings. <gasps> candy! Yep. Candy, candy, candy. 
All right, so as usual, Whiskey Jesus challenged me to mm-hmm. come up with a candy pairing mm-hmm. for what we're drinking today, and I think I nailed it. Oh, I'm, I hope so, because I'm hungry. Now, it's a surprise for you. It is a surprise. I brought dark chocolate-covered espresso beans. Enrobed in dark chocolate. Enrobed. I, I they will spend... soon be disrobed in my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I should spend more time enrobed. <laughs> Don't you think? Everybody should spend more time I enrobed. So. I have this really nice robe. I want a really nice robe. Do you? I yeah. will get you a really nice robe. Okay. Everybody should have I, I will tell seven you, or eight nice really robes. Really nice robes. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Espresso so, beans enrobed in dark yeah, chocolate. Yeah, so here they are. They're, they're, they're nice and plump, yes. which means I think they've got a, a good amount of chocolate on them. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to start right. with one. Mmm. Oh, you can really taste the espresso bean mm-hmm. in there. Chocolate and coffee, a nice little crunch. And this is a. It's you can just get this from the grocery but. store. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing fancy. It's just a. It's some organic uh, dark chocolate espresso. Oh yeah, bean. that's actually really good. All right, I've got I've got that all filled up in my palate. Now yeah. I'm gonna try some whiskey. That's excellent. That's an excellent pairing. You've done it again, Merdina. Brilliant. Success. So um, when you talk about the podcast on your Twitter and whatnot, yep. you will tell people so they'll know ahead, yes, even yes. though you were surprised. I was surprised, but this but is not in tell real time. the fans to pick up their chocolate-covered espresso Go, beans. Or if, they, if they're more of a DIY person, oh. they could enrobe some espresso beans in dark chocolate why themselves. Not? Enrobe your own. Yeah, sure. You, know? you could do. I mean, well, yeah. I don't know why you would want to, but you could. For, I mean, for the reason that people do all kinds of Anything. things. Anything. Yeah. You know, I'm a little lazy. You may have That's heard true. that about me. I have heard that from you. If I can buy it, why would I do it myself? Because why why you might not do that is because of the sad display of breaking out the envelope. That would be a reason to make it yourself. You saying I could hold on to a little bit more of my fun money? Probably not. It would probably actually be more expensive. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you make a craft project or something. Yeah, because if you bought so this much. bag of... Enrobed uh, espresso beans is probably like four or five dollars or something, but the ingredients would cost you like a solid forty dollars, I'm sure. I have to, I have to say something. Mm-hmm. I think I might be a genius. Maybe <laughs> because Possibly. because I didn't really know anything about what we were drinking today. But you've you've learned so much about whiskey. And yet I'm looking at among the many 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 words printed <laughs> on this bottle. Hey, Jameson people, we love you. <laughs> but seriously. D- don't listen to her. We love you anyway, no, regardless of all the words. No, this is ridiculous. I'm going to copy edit. I need a Sharpie. Okay. I'm going um, to take care of some of this language. Anyway, printed around the label in this confusing way where you can't even read all the words. It says, stout seasoned uh, chocolate hint of rich coffee smooth seasoned oak hint of hops, smooth chocolate. I don't know. It's it's gibberish, but I've noticed that over and over again, chocolate coffee. Thanks, Pete. We have chocolate a Sharpie. Co- okay, Pete. Thank you, Pete. Pete the intern brought me a Sharpie so that I can do a little bit of copy editing I on this bottle. I just call her Petra. I can't do the Pete thing. Pete, I, I just I look at her. She's not Pete. She's Petra. You know what? She can go by whatever she wants. We made her be that. She told us Petra. <laughs> but she looks like a Pete. It's so this cute. This is what I'm saying. It's not as cute as you think. Yeah, I think it's really cute. All right. Finished in craft beer barrels. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right I now, mean... Merdina is, is holding the bottle like she's she's got the Sharpie in one hand, and she's holding it like she's editing it. She's doing, like, strike-throughs and yeah. the we little squiggly need... edit marks. That's just redundant. Let's make this bigger. 
<laughs> in a clear font, please, because I have actually excellent eyesight, and I could barely read that. It's in this like ridiculous little slanty font. So that I font was to be created in 1780. Bigger something. And then this does not need to be italicized. So I'm gonna check uh, that Jameson, off. if you'd like a copy of this bottle, just let us know. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll come back. <laughs> okay, I know exactly what robe I'm gonna get you to. Tell me. Uh, well, do you want? It's going to be a present. Is it all dark chocolate? So you'll be enrobed in dark chocolate. It's got to get yeah, in a way, not literally, because that'd be gross. But here's the thing: mm -hmm. in this day and age, that really is amazing. Is if I really wanted to make a robe completely made of dark chocolate, I could probably get somebody to do that for me on a site like Upwork or something like that for a very nominal amount of money. You absolutely could make in that In about happen. a week. Yes. Right? So if I said, listen, I have this friend named Merdina, and I want a, a robe made of chocolate that she can actually wear. Here are her specifications, like mm -hmm. her, her sizes. Uh, it needs to say Merdina on it. It needs to have uh, her motto, beautiful snake, <laughs> written on it in multiple <laughs> places. And I need it in two weeks. I think I could probably get that done for like, $400. If you have enough room on your Amex, I am certain that you could. I don't think yeah. you need that much room. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not I don't actually that. think it's that expensive. This is the gig economy. People are just waiting well, like, to sure, do... Sure, I can do that. Like yeah. Somebody's like, yeah, that's what I do. I make There's chocolate like garments. There's like 800 ladies on Etsy ready right. right now to make you a dark chocolate robe. And sometimes, have you ever done anything like that? Have you ever asked somebody to do one of those projects? Not... Not wholesale like I that. I have. Not from the blue. Because I have. You have. Oh, yeah. Was it for me? One of them was. Yeah. What else have you had made? Uh, just different things at different times. I like that. I need to. I need to put on my creative cap a little more often. I if think. If you think about, it, you could literally make any crazy nutty thing come to life right. at relatively low cost, completely unique, unviable, you know, elsewhere. But but here's what I was gonna say. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm describing, because the key to this, by the way, here's a handy tip if you ever do one of these projects, really take the time to break down the project. And, and including little questions that somebody might have that's not you, right? Well, when you say dark chocolate robe, what do you mean? Do you mean, especially because cross-culturally, sometimes people look up the word robe and it means dress or it means right. Right, just different things, right? And so really break it down, right? Maybe with some images. Possibly with some images. I could see examples, that being right? Be but, but when you do that or when I do wow. that, I don't tend to ask for normal things. I ask for weird things. Things. You don't say. Yeah. I'm so surprised. Just, just, just things that are not. Okay, you now know. hold on. Yes. I want to know the weirdest thing you've ever commissioned. <laughs> right, maybe I don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> but sometimes it is a little bit weird. I noticed you didn't answer the question. No, I didn't. I'm not. We'll, we'll cover that in another episode. <laughs> sometimes it's, you feel a little bit like, like you're saying these things. And they're like, yeah, okay, sure. You know, they're cool. Like, they, they never care. But you're thinking to yourself, like, they're going like, they got this weirdest thing that came in. Like they want this robe made of chocolate, and <laughs> right. it says to you, they're acting like, oh, of oh, course, yes, sir. sir. Uh, that, that's, I, that's, I, I'm more than happy to do exactly that. That's exactly what I do. That's just like all my order, other orders so, this week. Then they get on the phone to their wife, and they're like, you are not gonna believe what this crazy yeah. asshole in California that's just right. ordered. And they're like, I don't know what they're doing out there. <laughs> so, so there's there's the downside of that, I guess. Which is that you, you know, it's just you feel weird. I always feel weird. Really? Yeah. No. 
Feeling weird would imply that you care what other people think. I really don't, clearly. <laughs> Me and my cauldron are just fine. That's right. The wagon that you pull around. What else is in that wagon? There's a, I don't know why the badminton racket is stuck in the top. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> you never know when you're going to be strolling past a park, a field, right. and there's a great badminton game going. So you're not you're not going to start a badminton game. You're just going to join a badminton game. It just depends. Right. I'm open to opportunities. Or you could just hit somebody with it. Well, sure. I mean, or it has some multi-purposes. Some right. rabid coyote comes at me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be kicking it and hitting it with my... Because when a coyote sees the badminton right, he's like, all right, never mind. All That's right, right, you got it. Well, now they know. Now they <laughs> had to learn the old-fashioned way. Right. Right. And then, uh, let's see, I think one time there was a, like a big blow-up dinosaur thing or something that you that you could, I, I, you had that on there for a while, and then there was an incident. Well, okay, let me just start by yeah. saying that I thought I had enough helium. And I thought... Uh, helium? I yeah, didn't, okay. Yeah, I, so I blew up the T-Rex. Right. You know, there's one of these big inflatable... You're not supposed to put helium in those. Well, no, yeah, you you are, <laughs> well, so I that it could. would so that it would float and kind of bob along behind my. I thought right. it would be really fun. It's, it's really. like it's like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It, you Your understand me, Macy's. Jesus. This is why we're friends. You understand me. I thought it would be really delightful for the children in the park that I walk by on my way to work every day. Right, right. If I had this inflatable T Rex sort of bobbing behind. Did you have like a behind. music playing as well? Yeah, <laughs> only it was. <laughs> it's the Jurassic Park theme, but it sounds jaunty like that. How does it? Dun 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 dun. dun. Thank you. It's a good thing that you're not a man. But I'm not a man? Yeah, because that would just read creepy if you were a man. <laughs> there is that, so much. That would read park st- park predator. There you know. are a lot of things that are great about being a lady, like mm. myself, including the fact that you can pull a wagon with your cauldron That's right. through the park yeah. with your sort of inflated T-Rex right. balloon Partially bobbing behind inflated. and your ice cream truck music playing. And, and no one re- arrests you. People love it. Do they, I made, they find it delightful? I made so many friends that Did day. You? Yeah, that's how I found my badminton league. Yeah. <laughs> of which you are now the commissioner. <laughs> that sounds like work, and you know how I feel about work. Well, I mean, it's badminton, so how much work could it really be? I don't know. Uh, yeah, because a man would just be arrested in that situation. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be me tooed all the way out of that park, but yeah. they love yeah. me there. Sure. I mean, I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's got to be some compensation, right? For, for being a woman. There's got to be some pluses and, and oh, to go along with the There's minuses. a lot of pluses. Yeah? Yeah. That's oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Free whiskey. Who gives you free whiskey? <laughs> you do. <laughs> oh, shoot. You're right. <laughs> Damn. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. But I figure you're doing labor to earn this whiskey. Yeah, that's true. You're bringing your... I brought the candy. Well, that's true. I brought my wit. That's right. Your my time and, and your talent. Yeah. You're bringing a, a plate of hot flummery with you every, <laughs> next, every time? No, next time. Yeah. Uh, now you just have an empty cauldron and a wagon. The thing about the wagon is that it does require you to go into... It's hard to take it up and down stairs, though. you gotta you got to have elevators or... You know, it gives me the chance to exercise a little, so it's not mm-hmm. all bad. That's true. And if there's anyone about, any strapping young men about, right. then it's a I perfect, can It's get, a perfect conversation it, starter. It, it really is. I've met so many nice people that way. Yeah. But here's the tragedy, is that we don't have Mounties in the United States, because if so, think of all the Mounties you'd Mounties meet. Mounties would be perfect for yes. carrying my wagon and my cauldron up to my apartment. Plus, they're Canadian, so they do it just out of politeness. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Why don't I live in Canada anymore? Because they kicked you out. 
That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I think you know exactly why you don't live in Canada anymore. That's right. First Scotland, then Ireland. That's right. Then Canada. Ireland, where it was going to be all smooth sailing, and then, you know. Luckily, California is cool Mm -hmm. for the moment. Yeah. It's cool. That's true. We're cool. Well, what do you think about this Jameson Irish Whiskey Caskmate Stout Edition? I vote two snakes up. Two beautiful snakes up? Yeah. I agree. It's a very nice whiskey for a real for a, a tried and true whiskey drinker. It's good for a novice whiskey drinker. It's it's got a little sweetness to it. It's it's mild a little bit because it's triple distilled. I think it would probably be a good mixer if you're into that kind of thing. Oh, I think it would. That's an interesting ginger idea. ale. You know, probably Ooh. go really well. Yeah, I and, would try that. Uh, well, we could if you want. Sure. And uh, as as a thirty dollar bottle of whiskey, I think the value is great. I would recommend it to anybody to give it yeah. a try. Um, it's a low risk considering the price. That's right. Fun to drink. And uh, I think we're. I think that's where we're going to wrap it up to today, Merdina. All right. This was we've, fun. We've done our job. You you nailed the candy pairing. Yeah. We've all learned a couple of things about you. Yeah, about me. Yes. And my cauldron, <laughs> and Ireland. And your envelope. And Mr. Jameson. <laughs> Mr. Jameson and the the, the seafaring donkeys. That's right. Of the 18th The famous century. Irish swimming donkeys. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I think that'll do for us this time on Drink With Me with American Whiskey Jesus and Merdina Flummery. Thanks, Jesus. This was great. It was great. One more time, Slanta. Bye, everybody. Some men take delight in the drinking and the roving, but others take delight in the gambling and the smoking. But I take delight in the juice of the barley and courting pretty Jenny in the morning, bright and early. We're sharing the madudamada. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar. We're sharing the madudamada. What for the daddy-o, what for the daddy-o, there's whiskey in the jar.